Give me that wine. Oh, give me that wine. Yeah, give me that wine. Cause I can't cut loose without my juice. Let's do this. We are back. Wine and Coffee Cups, episode 38, I believe this is? Uh, I don't know. I think it's episode 38. We've been gone a very long time. A lot's happened to us since we last did a podcast, and I'm excited to be back. What's up, what's up, what's up? How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I've been wanting to do this. A lot of life changes, a lot of uh, things to celebrate. Do you think Um, people remember who we are, what we're all about? Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? We're unforgettable. We're the Wine and Coffee Cups people. I'm Chris. I'm Taryn. And this is Wine and Coffee Cups episode 38. Here we go. Let's have some wine. Today we have a special treat for you. We, what kind of inspired us to do this podcast is we did a wine blending class. And a we virtual. made a virtual wine blending class and we made our own wine. So we figured what better place to try out our own homemade, almost homemade wine. It's homemade blend. <laughs> okay. But what better place to Do try out. Do not give us credit for that. A homemade blend than on our hit podcast, Wine and Coffee Cup. So here we are. We're back with you. We're going to get the ball rolling on the podcast again. I'm happy to be back. Let's try this wine. What do you want to say about this wine, Taryn? How about I start speaking while you pour us uh, a glass? Yeah, absolutely. Um, remember to save some for our guests. Yeah. Um, so we partnered with a company called Conduit Wines out in San Francisco. Treasure Island, San Francisco. Treasure Island of San Francisco. And normally they do these wine blending classes on Treasure Island. Right. Due to the circumstances that the entire world is going through right now. That being the coronavirus. COVID-19. You haven't heard about it, but um, everyone's in quarantine. There are no more in-person wine tasting classes, but they, you know, it, it's what they did. They loved it. And they brought you that wine blending gla- uh, class to the virtual world. Right. They realized that they can't physically have people to the you know, to the Treasure Island anymore now with this quarantine. So the best they can do is virtual blending. And you basically buy a kit from them. And that kit comes with four four or five bottles, bottles. Four bottles, one extra bottle, which will become your blended wine. Um, And then a bottle of cider. They're cider from their company. Tag and Jug Cider Company. Tag and Jug Cider Company is their cider company, but their wine company is Conduit Wine. Chris, so... did you know that cider's made just like wine? Yes, I did from our virtual blending. <laughs> yes, our and friend... you can learn so much more. Yes, our friends Amy and Aaron there—they took good care of us. The pack, the the bundle, like I said, you buy a bundle, you get four bottles of wine, one bottle of cider, and you get an empty bottle to pour your blend in, blend into. And that come that those bottles of wine come with a virtual tasting experience yeah. run so by the owners the of tasting, the winery. It's the tasting winery. and the blending. So, you know, you get to lay out all your glasses. All you need is a device to play Zoom, um, your phone, your iPad, your computer, and five glasses, four to do the tasting, one to start your blending. Um, you can even – oh, uh, and you need some utensils to create your own label, guys. You can make your own label on your own bottle of wine. Right. You need some arts and crafts materials. I made us a pretty sweet label. Um, like, like Taryn said, the meetings are done on Zoom. And Zoom is the biggest thing right now. It seems like everyone's meeting on Zoom. If it, you bought stock in Zoom I, before this, before this yeah. you are 
Great Mo- idea. Yeah, you are just sailing. Right Absolutely. Now. But the cool thing about the Zoom meeting is, I mean, we haven't been out in a while, so it was like as close as we were going to get to go out. It literally felt like we were, you know, in sitting San at a bar with people. We made friends. It was a great experience. I would recommend it to everybody. You can get this wine bundle at conduitwineshop.com. Conduitwineshop.com. That's the Okay, one. and then it's called Shelter in Packages. It's called so the Shelter in Packages. They actually are selling multiple packages of uh, various, their various wines and, you know, an assortment of their ciders and their wines. But what you're looking for for that virtual blend, it's called Shelter in Packages. Yes, and we were so impressed with this Shelter in Package that we had to come to the podcast and tell everyone about it. So we're going to tell you how the finished product is in a second. I'm pretty excited about it. What we did, this finished product is a mix of a few wines. It's a mix of one, three, three wines. One is a red. There's only a couple, you know, a very small amount of red in here. And the red was a Syrah. And then the other two halves of the wine are um, one white wine called a Marsan Roussan. And then the other wine in there was the Vanier. It was half Vanier, half Marsan Roussan, and then a couple little tinkles of Syrah in there. <laughs> and I tasted like a sip when I was making it. And I, I thought this is the best finished product that I can come up with. So I hope it still holds up while we taste it on this episode. It was really fun because I would never think to mix red and white wines. Like people say like, oh, that's how they make rosé. It's actually not. Um, that's not how they make rosé. It's not how you make rosé, guys. Um, so this was just like an unconventional unconventional type of blending but it actually turned out great so let's try amazing yeah i was actually under the the impression that you couldn't you you didn't want to pour your wines together and blend them but i mean these guys are experts and they said you can and it came out great so i was totally wrong about that i trust our friends aaron and amy absolutely so let's try this wine we'll do it as we always do begin it with a little clinky we haven't done this in a really long time i kind of forgot yes yeah, so you weren't a... gonna say clinky i wasn't all right we'll do a clinky we'll take a sip and we'll tell you how it is do you want to go first or me or same time same time all right clinky clinky Shoot, we didn't do it at the same time oh yeah that's just as i remember it that is tasty 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 what do you think it's like a rosé, but that's very citrusy. But that Syrah gives it that strong tint of red wine in there. That little bit of Syrah is what puts it over the top to make it perfect. Obviously, I might be a little biased on my rating on this one, but I'm giving it a 10 out of 10. You're giving the... Oh. Yeah, we didn't the, even tell them the name. The name is basically a blend of all different conduit wines, but... Here at Wine and Coffee Cups, we're creative, so we came up with our own name. We call this wine Wolf's Blood. And you can see the logo for the wine on our Instagram. We're going to post a picture. We've already posted so much stuff, guys. Guys, go follow us on Instagram at Wine and Coffee Cups. And and Conduit Wines at Conduit Wines. So what do you give this wine rating-wise? Because I just rated it a 10 out of 10. I'm giving it a 9.7 out of 10. You don't want to give it a 10? We made this ourselves. In my opinion, it needs more Syrah, and you didn't listen no, to No, I put the perfect amount of Syrah. This is exactly what I'm looking for in a wine. What's really cool about these wines is they're not over-the-top expensive, but when you taste it, it literally tastes like one of the best wines you've ever had. It oh, tastes yeah. like it's they were amazing. Like $100 a bottle. But, but the whole So um, we are quarantining right now. The whole family got to try um, 
some of these wines. Everyone was so happy. Blown away by thrilled. the taste. They're like, I get to try this? Like, I get to actually enjoy this wine? Yes. What's cool is all the wines on their own were great, and then you blend them together, and they're even greater when you blend them together. Like, it's it, it never gets old, you know? They, they're all amazing. All right, so let's um, jump into what our lives have been like in the past seven, yeah. six, seven months. Absolutely. We can fill you in on where we've been, what we're doing now, what's to come. And what has happened. And that's where we've been, kind of. That falls into that category. Um, where, what, when, and why? Yeah, so we actually moved, too, since we've been we recording moved. the podcast. We are professionals. We are older. We are more educated. We are Passionate. better. We are <laughs> driven. We are hard workers. So we moved from up to and Chris turned 29. I turned 29. I was trying to make people think I was like 22 years old on this podcast. <laughs> Whatever was under the impression. Everyone's drinking their coffee. Like, <laughs> He's an old man. 29. Almost done with my 30s. Um, that's the bad news. The good news is, since our move, I have passed the bar exam. I yeah, woo. Am waiting to be admitted to um, two states to the bar. Uh, so we decided to do a podcast to celebrate almost but that's why we haven't been recording for so long i kind of was underground studying right. for about 10 hours a day for multiple multiple months and we weren't going to record unless we knew the results we tried to keep it under wraps we tried to take it easy for a while but we're back now and we're looking for jobs we're looking for jobs we're in the market um, but we're also recording podcasts and we're working with people actively um wine partnerships and stuff like that Oh yeah, of course, always. But wine right, never leaves us. It never leaves us. It's always a it's always a little hobby of ours. It's always a passion. But right now we're in quarantine. Uh, obviously, you know, everyone probably knows coronavirus. Coronavirus has taken over the world, COVID so the world 19. is shut down. The world is shut down, and we are still recording for you guys because we figure what better time to release a podcast than when no one has anything to do. Right. I mean, you guys have no excuse this time. Right. I don't want to hear any any excuse. Oh, I was too busy. Oh, I you know I listen to music now. No, you don't. You're sick of music. You Put are this sick podcast of music. on. I haven't listened to music in a very long time. <laughs> it's actually disheartening. What every time I go onto my podcast, like the podcast app, and I refresh it, I'm like, oh, there's going to be a new one. There's rarely a new one. Like I listen to the new ones so fast when they come out now because I'm like bored. <laughs> You're just bored. Yeah. So we decided to give you guys a little ear candy, record this podcast, and. You know, get you guys back involved. Get you back in the loop of our lives. <laughs> um, so we do you want to just jump into the episode? We could talk about our coffee cups a little bit. These coffee cups probably should be mentioned because they were a beautiful gift from a family member of mine. And from a wine and coffee cups fan. And we'll find out if she's going to listen to this episode because we're going to shout her out. Great. Great. She clinky. gave us these beautiful coffee mugs for Christmas that she handmade. And mine has a fireplace on it with a fire burning. And, and mine has some clouds. These are beautiful cups, Grace. Thank you. So we'll do one more clinky, then we're going to kick off the show with the content. But I got to get one more sip of this delicious wine. Clinky. Clinky. That's the good stuff. That's like exactly what I want wine to taste like. That is that, really good. It's exactly. I taste hints of fruit. There's no bitterness. It's very sweet. It's very light. It's very crisp. It's perfect for all occasions. Honestly. I would say. What are you tasting in there, Taryn? I mean, I'm tasting a little bit of lemon. Hmm. Um, you know, I'm horrible because I remember all of the <laughs> wines by their dots. So 
a lot of these labels for conduit wines have um, an image and then the dot symbolizes what you're drinking. What type of wine it is, and depending I, on the color. And I'm a visual person um, and I can only think of the color and the dot now. And so like every time I go to speak, the um, name, you know, leaves my brain. We well, so, don't even need the name. I'm just trying to see what you taste in the wine, like hints of lemon, lilac, pear, right? Lemon, pear, and probably some blackberries, which come from the Syrah. Absolutely, the Syrah is like my favorite part, my favorite addition to this wine. You know, we are recording. You guys don't even need to know this, but we are recording later at night, and we should have saved this beautiful wine for like an outside, you know, maybe a sunset. I was going to say this is a very summery wine because I, I was thinking outside too. I could see myself drinking this by a fire or on a beach or sitting in a little tube in a pool or the ocean. Probably not the ocean because I don't like swimming in the ocean, but... I wasn't going to say you anything. Do. You know, that's your personal business. That is just a personal thing. Nothing against the ocean except very afraid of sharks. So I, I think we've talked enough about the wine. They're probably sick of our amateur wine opinions. They're going to have to just go try it themselves at conduitwineshop.com. Oh, look who got it. Look <laughs> little plug for them. Um, so let's jump into the episode. What do we want to start with? I guess we could start talking a little bit about this quarantine and what we've been yeah, doing. Yeah, but let's not do it. Let's not overwhelm the people. I mean, you guys are probably sick of the news. Sick yeah, of... we can briefly touch on it. We are. However, the internet is as funny as ever. I mean... That's all anyone has time to do is make memes right now, and they're all very funny. Cody Ko is coming out with double the amount of videos now. Content creators are thriving, but <laughs> everyone else is quarantined in the house and working Cody from Ko's home. Cody biggest fan. And um, so I'm in the house with a lot of people. Yeah, we have six all... people in our house in total. Um, seven, including our mascot, Ollie. Yes, yeah, seven, well, people and dog. That's... Ollie's dog, but, you know, sometimes he feels like a person, so we'll throw him in the people category. He got out of the house today and ran around the house six times before I could catch him. I was so mad. I mean, he needed to stretch his legs. I'm not going to get too deep into that. He did. He got a workout in. But like we said, we have six people. Um, everyone's doing well. Everyone's hanging in there, trying to make the best of this quarantine, trying to learn new things, take on new challenges, keep busy. Um, what, Including, what do you have? like... We've been doing, like, crafts. We've been painting wine bottles. Doing a lot of puzzles. So many puzzles. I've seen a lot of people doing puzzles. Another thing we've been doing that I know a lot of people are doing because a lot of my friends are doing it is taking a lot of walks. Oh. I'm going for a lot of walks. The walks have never had a better time. Never. Never. This is the walking decade. The walking year. The, the year of the walk. This is bringing walking back. Like, people forgot about walking for a while. It wasn't a thing. No, it wasn't. It was like, oh, I'll go on a treadmill. Like, I'm going to oh, drive I'm not, there. I'm, I'm not going to walk. No, yeah. no, walking is back. Right. Absolutely. Anything that we, we're going to go anywhere that's going to be like a couple miles away, we're going to walk from now on when oh, this yeah. is all over. Mm. I'm going to keep my stems healthy. Another thing I've been doing is uh, we got like this Nordic track workout bike. I'll, I'll hit that every day. We got some weights in the house. I'll weight lift every day. I've been working out like three times a day because what of, else do we have? To what do? else are we going to do? You know what I'm saying? But I'm like a big believer in um, kind of like breaking up my day. So I'm not just working out or walking constantly because it can be addictive. You can just not stop, you know, walking. I mean, I've, I've got to the point where I walked seven miles one day, like yes. in just a community. So I'm doing the same laps the same walk just over and over again because the thought of going back home to just sit on your phone is daunting you're like are you serious well i don't Dude. sit on my phone i do a lot of other things not on my phone so that's what i mean by breaking it up so now i've been journaling 
yeah, like, I, I kind of want to remember this. So I've been, like, writing down, like, oh, I tried this today. Oh, I've read this book. I've been reading. I'm in the middle of two books right now. I've been reading a lot, but, like, they're very good books. I'm really good at keeping independently busy. Like, I don't need other people's interaction to kind of find things to do. I'm very good at, like, being by myself and keeping myself entertained and busy. No, so that's what we've been, that's what people have been uh, saying, like, you are thriving in quarantine. Yes. There's people who are miserable, who, I'm, I think I'm 50-50. I'm like, I'm thriving because I love painting, I love reading, I love all of those things. So, like, I don't really need anybody. I'm fine with the Zoom date. However, I do love a good hug once in a while with my friends. But another thing that's good is that we're quarantined together. It's not like we're stuck in the house all by ourselves. Like, some people, if you're stuck in the house all by yourself, that's a little different beast than no. we're stuck in, you know? Or are they the fortunate ones? I mean, you Maybe. gotta... Because uh, a lot of people are at each other's throats. There's been some some big moments in our house. That they they cool down, but <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It's never a I dull mean, moment. Yeah, and, I, but I, I think every family's kind of going through that. Every spouse, every couple's going through right. that. Right, and I'm a big fan of just making the best of any situation that comes at you. And this is out of our control. There's nothing we can do about it personally. We just have to roll with the punches and be optimistic that this is going to end soon. And we're, we'll, you know, be okay. We get to do your part. And stay home. Exactly. And I am doing my part. I stay home. I'm being a lot more conscientious of washing my hands and, like, keeping my distance from anyone who is near me and just a lot more things to try to avoid right. the virus than I probably ever have done in my life with any other virus. This is the first time I've seen This is going like to sound this. disgusting, but I didn't used to wash my hands like this. Well... Uh, we're washing our hands a lot right now. I don't think anyone did. I mean, like, I never, like, washed my hands after I came home from the store. You know, like, I and you did used to touch carts and random crap, like, or I never washed my hands after I pumped gas. Well, the like, store is like an apocalypse movie now. Everyone's in masks. No one can get anywhere close to each other. There's limits on how many people can go at a time. So it's crazy. But like we said, we're making the best of this situation. We're hanging in there, keeping busy. And, you know, this is a challenge we've never had to face before no. so we're learning a lot of new things and how to deal with this pandemic but no. like and we the said next time you leave your house it's gonna be may it's gonna may, to, hopefully may i had to do the knock thing. on wood that's the best one but like we said we're quarantined with six people one of those six people has been on this show before she's a reoccurring guest so we figure what better way to bring back the podcast than have a guest on so you're not we're you living with right and you don't get bored with us if we're a little rusty so we'll get the guest on here in a couple minutes i just wanted to mention she was coming on she's doing something and then she's going to just come in whenever she's ready so we'll see when she comes but what do we want to start with today i kind of want to start with some things that uh that are the most relatable right now what are we reading what are we doing? Okay, what are book we recommendations. I like that. So I got a few book recommendations. This might just be for the ladies. I'm sorry. Um, they are kind of feminine books. Um, the first Shout one I out. read was called... Oh, and by the way, a lot of people have read these, so don't like go and write to me on Instagram and say, Taryn, you never read that? Yeah, okay, I get okay, it. Okay, yeah, you don't have to one-up me yeah. by reading it early. Okay, I get it. I'm a little late I'm getting around to the train. To now. Okay? Yeah. So the first one is called Everything, Everything... By Nicola Young. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there was even a movie about this. All right, it was a. It's about a girl who's allergic to so-called everything. But is she? Dot 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 question mark. Ah. All right, really fast read. I read it literally in a day. Do you want to spoil any more? Absolutely not. Um, but it's amazing. It was great. I 
like I said, I read it in a day. Super easy read. Um, that's just to put your little put your little toe in the water. Get mm. back to reading. Yes. Okay. Second book. This one's called Where the Forest Meets the Stars by Glendy Vander. All right. This is not everyone's gonna like this. Okay. It's you have to. It's one of those books you have to give it time, because the fifty percent of the book, the fifty part at the end, is is the best. It's the last half of the book. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know why I just tried, decided to make that more difficult for myself, but the last half of the book is so worth it. It becomes a thriller that I had to read it around people because it was scary to read. Like, it was scary. Really? It's a book. But it's beautiful, amazing ending. Would read it again. What was scary about it? I can't tell you. What was it about, generally? It's about a little girl that shows up at this graduate school uh, woman's house in the forest. And she has to figure out where this girl came from. The woman in the forest went to grad school or her house is a grad school? She's in grad school staying at a house in the woods. Okay. She studies birds and bird's nests. She's something to do with the environment. Right. She's in grad school. A little girl shows up at her house in the woods. And you have to figure out where she comes from. Where is she from? Okay. That's not bad at all. I think I hear our guest coming in the door right now. Is this our guest? We got our guest coming in. You Is brought a coffee guest? cup too. You brought your own coffee cup to the party. We got Woo! our guest there. Do you want us to say who you are? Do you want them to guess? Making guess. We already introduced you a little bit. What? Kind of a little bit. Throw your voice here, at this microphone. Have a seat. Have a seat right next to us on the couch. Let's make them think we're on a couch. Actually, we're all in chairs. So we're talking book recommendations right now, Kelsey. We talked coronavirus. We talked all the good stuff. Um, but right now we're talking book recommendations. Pour some wine. Oh, okay. yeah. Let's give Kelsey some wine. Don't get it on the microphone. Should we pause the book recommendations to hear Kelsey's critique of our blend? Yeah, let's do that. So let's pause the book recommendations for a little bit. Kelsey is down here. She's got a cup from the Wolf Sanctuary in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, the picture on the cup was taken by Sherry Langford in 1988. And this cup was bought in 1989. All, all found on the front of the cup. This is a nice <laughs> cup, Kelsey. Where did you get this? Thank you. I will never share my secrets. Well, no, I'm just kidding. The cabinet upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> the cabinet in the house. Well, what do you think of this wine, Kels? Aren't we going to clinky first? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We are. She knows the rules. Yeah, we are going to clinky I know the first. rules better than One you. One clinky, everybody knows the rules. Clinky. Let's all sip. Never gets old for me. <laughs> it went down the wrong pipe. Hold on, I got to try again. So <laughs> I was like, is that's that not, your answer? That's not our fault. That's not our fault. That was Kelsey's fault. I'm sorry. All right, one more. Let it simmer. Let it simmer. What do you think? It's pretty good. Pretty good? It's pretty good. What do you taste in there? What, what kind of What do you hints? think it is? I, ta I taste uh, a lot of sweet. Very sweet. Yeah, it's very sweet. We did sweet. say sweet. Pretty sweet. Uh, some strawberries. A couple strawberries, maybe. Yeah, there's sweet fruits, hints of a... Uh, you taste any red wine in there? Yeah. There's a no. dash. No, actually, no, I didn't. There's a dash of Syrah. That's I why said no after you told me. <laughs> By color, we didn't talk about what it looks like to the eye. It literally looks like rosé to the naked eye. No, it looks darker than rosé. Well, looks, well oh, like a dark rosé. This looks like the rosé that we try to stay away from. Right. The darker one. We but, like the really light rosé. But we found out that rosé is not a blend of red and white wine. How they make rosé is they take the white grapes and they make the... Or they take the red grapes... And they make the wine the same way that they make white wine, though, but with red wine grapes. And they come out as a rosé. We learned that from our friends, Aaron and Amy, at conduitwineshop.com. 
but it's only a dot com. They don't have a. That's their wine shop. That's where you buy the wine. That's where that. you buy the like packet a... to yeah. do the blend. Oh. Like it's in. Tr- we Kelsey missed this whole our whole pre pitch, but my bad. What would you give this wine out of ten? I gave it a ten. Taryn gave it a nine point seven. I don't even know if I should have told you our ratings first. The the only reason I'm going to go lower, I'm not going to go that much lower, but the only reason I am going to go lower is because I don't like sweet. But I think that if I did like sweet, my rating would be higher, but I'd say like a nine. Okay, well. You know what's strange to me? The two white wines that we tried weren't this sweet. It, I think adding that red to the white made it like that. I can't explain it. Do you remember? I agree. It kind of brought out some that flavors one that weren't there. Red wine. I mean, that one white wine was like a lighter version of a Chardonnay. It was more buttery. Yeah, the the but the red wine was like a cheat code. Like when we entered it in there, it unlocked all these different flavors in the wine that just weren't available. Right. And this wine obviously isn't for everybody. We blended it specifically for our palates. So. You know, Kelsey doesn't have to love it. It was perfect for me. See, if I did it, I would have made it a little more drier. That's what I'm saying. Well, you can go to the Conduit Wine Shop and buy a bundle, do the virtual tasting. Wait, did you give your uh, rating? You didn't give the rating. Oh, you said a nine? Yeah, like it's still good. And and here's here's the reason I give it a nine because a nine is pretty high on my scale. I give it a nine because even though that like it's, it's sweet, it's not like sweeter wines a lot of the time i just like won't drink i just will be like you know what they're not good this isn't a wine that i could drink even though it's you know what i'm trying I to think say that okay. syrah addition kind of brought it right to the perfect sweetness where it wasn't too much i'm still i'm still loving this so blend. the wolf's blood rates 10 9.7 and a 9 did you give it a 10 just because it's called wolf's blood because i made it too <laughs> <laughs> i can't rate anyone else's wine higher than a wine that i participated in the making of you know what i'm saying I think I'm going to get a bundle and I'm going to do this. You should. Can I participate? No, I'm doing it by myself. <laughs> we just learn all over again. And Aaron and Amy are like, Chris, is that you? Chris, you're not invited to this one. We got rid <laughs> of you last we're time. We're not doing this again <laughs> with you, guy. Right? But no. we do want to go out to the real winery when this quarantine's over and see Treasure Island and see San Francisco again and yeah, kind of get back out. That's the goal. Out. That's when we get back into the wild from this quarantine, though. So, but the wine's a success. It's a hit. You like it? Mm-hmm. Do you have any book recommendations off the top of your head? Yeah, the click books. You ever read those? What's a click book? <laughs> I don't know. The click books. Like, I read them in, like, sixth grade, probably. <laughs> All you sixth graders <laughs> out there. Who's the writer? Ah, uh, who is it? Jerry Spinelli? No. Stargirl? Oh, we watched Stargirl the other day, actually. That was a movie. How did you, what did you think about that movie? Well, well, the movie was okay. We'll get into movies later. While Kelsey's looking up her book recommendations, I'll talk about one of my own. Yeah. I'm reading two books right now. The first book I'm reading is called The Good Mothers by Alex Perry. It's a nonfiction book, and it's about the um, taking like taking down the Undergetta Mafia in Italy and how they did it. And it was a very one of the one of the most powerful mafias ever known to man. Man, and it's very very interesting how they you know cracked the code and took these guys down. I would definitely recommend it. It's mostly Southern Italy and Milan and stuff like that. Um, the book was originally written in Italian and was translated to English. Can but you tell? It, no, it translates very well. I, can, I you can't tell that it was written. That's in something that would Italian. definitely irritate you. So is, but so is Anne Frank. Did you know that? I didn't know that. No, it's translated like the original book of Anne wow. Frank. Wow. Obviously, if she yeah. obviously. What kind of idiot am I? I didn't it even was think in about Dutch. that. Yeah. But, and also, The Alchemist, which is everyone's favorite book, was also transmitted, translated from Portuguese. We got it right here in this... 
I've never actually read The <laughs> in Alchemist. This room. It's a book that like I kept on the on the back of the toilet for a while, and I was like, I'll read a chapter. Yeah, guys, do I'm you know here. that story? I gave The Alchemist to Chris, and I go, this is going to change your life. It's a great read. He kept it on the toilet. It was too fiction-y for me to get into. I'm, like I said, I'm into nonfiction books. Like, the other book I'm reading is nonfiction, too. It's called Chaos, and it's by Tom O'Neill. And it basically is like a conspiracy um, book about what really happened with the Charles Manson murders in 1969 in Southern California when all of this craziness was happening there. Okay, so which book do you like It's not... This book is completely different than everything that everyone kind of thought was happening at that time it blows my mind you're like it's like oh my god i never knew any of this like it's right. stuff because i read helter skelter the original book by vinnie bugliosi who's the prosecuting attorney who prosecuted against manson and his family and according to this book there was a lot there's a lot of uh a lot of differing stories on what really happened there and that's all i'll say because i don't want to spoil much of it the reason I'm reading that is because the writer of that book is going on Joe Rogan's podcast sometime next week, and I want it to be filled in before I listen to the podcast. Do you think you'll finish it before it gets on the podcast? Yeah, absolutely. I, like, almost finished half today. Well, can't it's you, unreal. Don't you, can't you not listen to the podcast until you finish the book? I can't. I can, I can you cheat could do that if too. I want, but, I get, yeah, I guess I could save the podcast for later, but it'd be nice to just be able to do it the day of and be like, oh, oh I'll, I'll listen to Tom O'Neill talk about the book I just read of his. He was uh, he was a journalist back at the time and kind of Vinny Bogliosi's um, adversary, and they they were kind of pinned against each other in a lot of a lot of ways. But it's very interesting. I would highly recommend that one. Like if you had to pick between the two, I'm more interested right now in the Chaos book. I'm gonna of finish that one you first. Are. Yeah, why? Just that's your that's your. Are you asking thing. why? No, what? Could, why? You're asking t- why you're interested <laughs> in the book. No, I'm asking why Taryn thinks I'm more interested in, or because why, you of love the Manson family. I don't love them by any means. I'm tell you, world. This guy researches and does goes out of his way to find things about the Manson. Family. No, I don't. There's just a lot going on right now with uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. We just saw that twice. 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 <laughs> well, you have to watch it twice to actually get what's going on in that movie. I really feel like. But do you? Yes, you do. It got better the second time. Uh, I think it did. But what's crazy is this book, Chaos, is like totally different than, you know, anything that's portrayed in that movie even. It seems like a story that I don't even know if Tarantino knows about. Tarantino, you listening to this? Read Chaos. Tell all me, right. Such a good book. But, I mean, like, this is a pretty crazy book too. The Mafia, like, the Mafia is not crazy. I like just I like just like true crime crazy stories. I don't watch what you say stories. about the mafia. They're still out there, okay, no. buddy? Well, according to this book, they they prosecuted them and whatever. But I'm not on either side. I'm really just reading for good entertainment. So no one get mad at me for liking these books, guys, if they're touchy. Um, <laughs> Kelsey, who was the writer of your book, though? Did you ever figure uh, it out? I just looked it up. It was Lisey Harrison. So the reason I said that was because that was like my all time. Like it was a series I read in the sixth grade, and. I feel like that was like my all-time, like definitely the most I've liked a book. It's called the like Click series. Like when you finished it, you were yeah. sad. You were the like, Click series, oh and God. it was a movie too, and you definitely knew the movie. I probably made you watch it. The movie yes. with Adam Sandler where he gets no, the remote. No, no, no. It's C L I Q U E. Click, click. Like clicks. Yeah, yeah. Okay, clicks. Ain't nobody but, fucking with my click. But right now, I'm. Uh, I actually stole a book from you no called book. "You Are a Bad." Oh, you're a, we can curse on this podcast. Yeah, we, this is an adult podcast. What if I didn't? Nope, I still don't want to. I don't curse. Not in no. quarantine. So you are a bad ASS. 
And then it's isn't a there super like super popular book? Isn't there a second part of that title though? You're I think it's like how to stop doubting yourself or something. Yeah, it's a self help book. And I need a lot of help. So. I'm like too. I don't know. This is like a dumb part of me, but I, sometimes I'm like I'm too proud to read a self help book. I get like these like modes. I okay. I struggle with self help books as well, but it's not a proud thing. It's more of like. I don't want to hear the person right now. I just maybe yeah. an audio book would be better for me. Like I can. I don't like being told what to do or like change. I don't told. think. I don't think they tell you what to do. I think that they say they give you experiences of them. Like I listen to a podcast where it's like she just talks about things that she's gone through, and then she tells you like, "Don't worry," because I I went through all this and like it got me to where I am. Even if I'm like, even if I wasn't, you know, I, like they yeah. give you experiences instead of advice. I like think self help podcasts are different. Like Mike Tyson's podcast, I've been listening to that a lot recently, and the way he views life and what he's been through, like that is like that. I don't know. His opinion just humbles me and makes me feel better about a lot of things when Mike Tyson talks. Don't ask me why. But Mike Tyson. Yes, Mike Tyson, the boxer. He's got a tiger. Come no, not anymore. He's mellowed out. He's got a podcast. No, I'm called... saying he's cool for having Tiger. Yeah, but Hello, I Tiger King. I don't think he has one anymore. We will talk about Tiger King too. But I guess um, any what was what was the first book you guys ever read? Now that we're talking books, like, Judy Bloom, no, Good Night Moon. The first book you guys liked that made you think like Judy I could read Bloom. another. Book. The Rainbow Fish. That was that was a good. Oh, book. that I know, was a classic. Fish. Classic. I feel like The Outsiders was a book that I was like. Or oh. the Boom Chakalaka one. What's Boom, boom Chicka Chicka Boom? Boom Chicka Chicka Boom. What's that book? It's like a... Never heard of that one. It's like a child. It's like, like a child. It's like, it's like the Rainbow Fish book. Oh, oh, it's yeah. like a kid's yeah. book. I think the reason I don't like self-help books, though, is because... Boom Chicka When I'm reading, I like to, like, learn something new or, like, it's not... I'm not reading to better myself. It's like I want to learn new information about things I didn't know about. So that's why I read. Well, sometimes you can learn through a story, too. Absolutely. I'm sure I'm going to go through a bunch of different phases. I'm sure I'm going to get into them one day. It's just about me, like, breaking the ice and actually getting into them. It's a really nice escape. I can't even speak. It's a really nice escape. Have you read the You Are a Badass book? I started it. How far did you get? That's the thing. I think, like, is it pride? Is it that I, like, I read it and I feel, like, embarrassed reading something like... Uh, no, there's, like, like, always certain parts in every self-help book where you're like, okay, well, this doesn't apply to me. I don't how need many to self-help re- books have you read? I've read one called The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss, and most of the book, like, just, like, I can't do any of the things you're saying because I'm not in the position you were in at the time. Oh, yeah, that makes uh, sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it was like, oh, well, this is all good advice for someone who can use this information. But what about a book that's strictly about mindset? Maybe that would work. I've never read that. I've never done that. I've never read anything like that. But I think the four-hour work week was the last time that I was like, you know what, maybe I'll just read books for entertainment rather than trying to, like, better myself or whatever just because I don't know if this guy knows what's going on with me. So I don't don't even know if it would apply to me, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, it helps somebody. Oh, absolutely. It's like a multi-million dollar. The four-hour work week. Sale of a book. It's working. Absolutely. But let's stop. Does this guy actually have a four-hour work week? Yeah, well, he, like, it's a book that teaches Wait, you how you to, like... Wait, can you just tell us what he said? It's a book that teaches you how to, like, work four hours a week. It, like, cuts out all unnecessary things that you don't need to do. Um, like, w- working remotely is one of the big things and, like, doing like a lot of things. Like, not having a commute? Yeah, the guy went to Princeton, Tim Ferriss. He's really famous. Um, he has a podcast, too. But... Timmy! Yeah, shout out to Tim. Um, it was a good book, but it just, like, I was, like, too young for it to really click for me. Like, I, like... Got my just got like my first job, and I'm like already trying to narrow it down to a four hour work week. There's no way, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you have to put Classic. in years to get to the point where Tim Ferriss was, where he could 
kind of make those adjustments, I think. He, he right. would probably argue otherwise, and Tim, feel free to come on the podcast and argue with me, but I don't know. Do you want to get into something other than books? Because we're a little too brainy this episode. A little zany brainy. Zany brainy. <laughs> we're a little brainy. Like I said, we've, got, we've had a lot of time to read this, though. We haven't recorded in forever, so. Good seven months. Good seven months. All right. So what do we want to go to now? Movies? Anything? Movie recommendations? There's not much to do. Are we not allowed to recommend shows if it's movie recommendations? Shows. Do we want to just do like... Let's net- do shows. Let's do things on like Netflix, Amazon Prime. Things you can watch right now to kill time during the quarantine. Hulu too. Okay, you didn't say it, so I was just clarifying. No, you can do Hulu too. <laughs> Anything that I have access to. What is the you one? Apple's... What is it called? Apple, Apple TV. App, if you guys don't have Apple TV... I don't have Apple TV, so no, none of my recommendations would be from that. But that's where, like, um, a lot of the, the shows Jennifer that are... Aniston yes, the show that won the awards. On Apple TV? There's yeah, a show? It's, yeah, it's yeah, called, it's, like, The Newsroom or something. And Re- was it Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I've never it. heard that before, but yeah, I'm out of the loop, I guess. Maybe and Haley Seinfeld has a show on there I want to see. This is all on Apple TV. This is all on Apple TV. There's also a show called, a new thing called Quibi that they're advertising Wait, what for is that? It the hell looks is like Quibi? it's like a cameo kind of, but I don't think it but is. No, I think it's YouTube. I think it's, it's not. celebrities can make their short films. They produce real shows on it. Chance the Rapper has a new punked show on there, and Zac Efron has Killing Zac Efron, his new show on there. Those sh- those are shows that were filmed just for Quibi. Because in the commercial today, Liam Hemsworth was on it. Just like looked like he was talking to his phone. Maybe it's like that. I just saw something that Netflix is doing where you can ju- do a watch party with a bunch of people where you all it's join. It's called Netflix Party. Yeah, oh, I called... did that on Facebook the other night. It's called Netflix Party where you all remember that trivia game. Join a group and yes. then and then like you all join a group and then you the the same movie starts at the same time and you can all talk about it at the same time while the movie's going on. It's like a chat. Yeah, yeah, it's like, like a chat movie hybrid. But the thing is, like, that chat would kind of make me not pay attention to the movie. So I don't know if it's... Productive. You know what that would be good for? People who are watching Tiger King for the first time. Or for the second time, like me. Don't... You can't do that for serious movies where you're, like, so zoned in. Like, Tiger King, where it's hilarious and you're just like, what the fuck is going on? That's when you need that chat room with your friends. Like, and you miss them and you're like, guys, are you watching this Yeah, movie? or, like, cert- yeah, certain movies, like, you can definitely do it with. But, like, too complex, you can't. Um, I guess that'll get us into our first recommendations of movies. I watched, right when it came out, um, a show on Netflix that I'm sure everyone's heard about called Tiger King. <laughs> the, story <of> jo- <laughs> the story of Joe Exotic and uh, his, his Wait, band of Looney Tunes. Can I pause you for a second? I think I forgot to introduce myself as my new name. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying something new during this quarantine where I'm going to have everyone... So, for those of you who don't know, my middle name is actually Dominique. I made up this nickname that you're going to say. <laughs> so, um, I, I, at first I was like, oh, I want to start going by Dom. But I think I changed it. I want to start going by Dom Exotic. Dom, <laughs> Dom Exotic came down with a wolf cup <laughs> on the show. She loves animals. She I'm going to start raising animals. wolves. Maybe you could go to the zoo where Joe Exotic You don't Joe know, Exotic but this worked. is her sanctuary. Yeah. Maybe you could go work at the zoo with Joe Exotic and uh, I Jeff bring, Lowe. I bring the wolves. They bring the tigers. They bring the cats. They bring the cats. I'm the, I'm I bring the, the dogs. I'm the canine person. I bring person. the dogs. They bring the cats. I'm a dog king. I'm a wolf king. That, this actually fits with our episode because wolf's blood is what we're drinking. So we're kind of exotic today. What are do you we think exotic? About... Yeah, we are exotic. All right. So Joe Exotic is a crazy guy who lives in Oklahoma, and this is a true crime documentary, Tiger King. Uh, he owns a zoo with a lot of big cats on it. He's very corrupt, very crazy guy, um, very flamboyant, very out there. 
uh, has a blonde mullet, and then... And he has one problem in the entire world. Carol Baskin. Carol fucking Baskin. He hates this lady who owns a competing sanctuary, and she's trying to <laughs> shut Joe's sanctuary down, and they are just at each other's throats for months. And this is a true crime documentary, but it also is like exotic pets. It's like everything that you could possibly want in a documentary wrapped into one. And they just came out with a new episode the other day. I watched it right away. The uh, new episode was like a Zoom meeting of all the cast Ew. members talking to each other. Did you hear the song? It's on TikTok when it's like Carol Baskin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> killer husband. Yeah. Crashed killer it. Husband smashed. Everyone smashed it, yeah. on Instagram and social media like that's Carol like Baskin. that's a concept to post about right now. Tiger King. I've seen so many memes, so many posts about Tiger King. Did you see the one where she's like doing a live stream and it's her husband in the cage like, help! <laughs> it's like a voice of his. In the cage. So, we shouldn't even be laughing at this, but the documentary is so out there that like you can't help but be like, oh my God, like these are real people. These and going people exist. back to our home state, the Tampa sheriff, the sheriff of Tampa opened back up the case. Yes. Of- as a result of this documentary, the, uh, the sheriff department in Tampa reopened the case of Carol Baskin's missing husband. We're, but we're kind of spoiling it. I don't even want to yeah, say okay, too much. because If you haven't seen it, like you should definitely go watch it. If you have seen it, come on the podcast and talk about it next time with us. Cause it right. is unreal. Right. But what are your guys' recommendations? I Kelsey, gave mine. Kelsey, what are you recommending? I actually finished three shows so far. Really? <laughs> it's no two, but I'm almost done the second one. So I finished, they're like light hot. I can't really do anything scary. Like Tiger King, I watched because it was funny, but like... It's not scary at all. But it could be. It, 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 I mean, there are certain parts that are semi-scary in it. I'm like a little it. bit of a weenie when it comes to shows, so I watch very lighthearted, like, stuff like that. So I watch Younger, which is on Hulu. Hillary and Duff's in that, I saw. Yeah, Hillary Duff's in it. It's that about, was like, pretty good. Yeah, I really liked it. It was about, like, this 40-year-old woman who can't get a job in today's, like, job because she had a kid and, like, had to go back to work. Hillary Duff's was... 40? No, her friend is 40. Uh, this woman is going into, like, the work, back into the workforce, into publishing, and she can't get a job, so she pretends to be 26. And Hillary Duff is her 26-year-old friend. Don't they ask you for your driver's license and stuff when she, you get like, hired somewhere? She got a fake ID. Like, she did Ooh, the whole... Yeah. Oh, she committed fraud. Yeah, So basically. I can vote, like, in the breakfast club. <laughs> no, so, I mean, hers is opposite. She was <laughs> she younger. younger. And then I watched The Bold Type, which is... It's not, it's not like, similar, but kind of. It's like These are all shows that I never heard of before you watched them. I, don't I know. like, had to search deep into Hulu, yeah. too, but they're very good. Like, I'm surprised they're not up there. Mm-hmm. But if you, have, <laughs> if you have, like, if your audience is, like... 14? <laughs> 14 to, like, I feel like... No, 30. 20, like, because the characters in the show are, like, mid-20s, so it's, like, I align with that because I'm 25. I feel like they're all, like, spinoffs of One Tree Hill or something like that. No, not necessarily, because this no. next one that I'm about to talk about, The Bold Type, is, like, about these girls who work at a magazine and, like... You've been watching this one for weeks. Every time I come into the room, I you're watching this. I finished it in a week and a half, so... It's with Jan from The Office. That's the only character I know She's in the it. boss. She's the boss in The Bold Type. Yeah. And then what else did you finish? You said three shows. Oh, no, I'm in the middle of Good Trouble. Never heard okay, of that one. Okay, that one I don't know about. It's the one that's, it's the sequel to uh, The Fosters. Ah, oh, The Fosters it's with like the, uh, yeah. Wizards of Waverly Place kid. Max what? From Wizards of Waverly Place. Yes, but he stopped. He like, all of a sudden, he wasn't in it anymore. Yeah, he quit he, like, the show. The new character came in and was like, hey, moms. And it was just not the same. Not guy. him. They just like kept the same character, but brought a like, new they actor. They brought him home from college to go home. like, And he was just like, not the same. So guy. is it more about the kids that. and not of the moms? 
Yeah, it's the two girls move to L.A. Uh-huh. Oh, right. And one yes. is a clerk in a judicial office. That's pretty cool. She just graduated law school, didn't take the bar exam yet, but she's working in the judge's office. You got a long grind ahead of you. You got a long grind ahead of you, like 10 hours a day studying. It sucks. Well, and she's luck. working full-time, so... I don't know how you would work full-time and study for the bar exam, like, for, like fully for the bar exam. It just seems undoable, but I'm sure a lot of people have done and it. And guess what? Life. You never have to worry about it again. Yeah, it's Unless you crazy. really need you if you move. I know. Yeah, but, unless we move to a random just, different state. I'm going to move to Wisconsin. Not quite yet. We're going to just hang out here for a while. and Until you just decide to have the bug and go and somewhere study else again. Until I get antsy. Um was All right, so I'm. I any have, other shows? Yeah, I yeah no, I only got to those three. But if we do this again in a week, I might have finished Good Trouble and moved on to another one. So I'm I'll update you. Have new stuff in a week, but I have a lot more today. I'll let Taryn say more first, though. You have, a, of course, you have a lot. More. I've watched like thirty movies. Oh, the movies! But we're starting off with shows. I know I've been turned off of shows lately because I, I've just watched so many shows, and then to get into a new show is such an investment. Like I finished season two of Ozark. And then I started season three, and I was just like, I can't commit to another season of this right now. It's just going to take too long. I, I Shows are just not what I'm looking for right now, but give your show a recommendation. All right, so I only have one because I don't think I've started an, a new show except this. Love is Blind. I know we're late to the game. Well, we're not late. We saw this a long time ago. We saw it right when it came out. But we're talking about it now. Okay. This show was so good. For, like, all the wrong reasons. It was cringy. It was stupid. The idea one. was, like, not really... It would never happen in real life. Like, and I think that's why only two... I think only two couples really made it out. This is what the thing is. You have to fall in love with someone without seeing what they look like. So you're talking to someone, it's behind a screen, and you literally cannot see them. And it's a reality show. Like and it's a reality Bachelor. show. And, and it's going to be the next Bachelor. I think Bachelor is on its way out. Yeah, because Netflix has a lot coming out. Like the, like the one you're saying, there was another one called Dating Around, which was oh, a reality so show, but so kind of like based on dating and people finding, they go on a bunch of dates in one night and then they have to pick one person who they want to see again at right. the end of the night. And that show, I thought that was good. I didn't see that one Love is so Blind, good. though. Love is Blind is really good. And all you have to know is that Jessica is 34 and Mark is 24. All right, and if you know the show, you know. I don't get that. What's that mean? It's an inside joke for all the people who've watched it. <laughs> well, these shows are both on Netflix, like we said, and I would definitely recommend Dating Around. Dating Around was solid. Dating Around was like The Bachelor, but in a more artistic way and like 10 times faster. Yeah. So they did like a gay couple, an older couple, a really young couple, um, it was more variety just than like, Bachelor. Or, and it or wasn't, and it was just more natural and less I drama, I guess. That was a great concept. There, like, I thought that was a, a top concept that I haven't seen before. So I would recommend Dating Around before Love is Blind, but I didn't watch Love is Blind. But I watched Dating Around in one day. You know how people are obsessed with 90 Day Fiance? Like, have you yeah. seen how people are like, oh, I love 90 Day yeah, Fiance? I, I just yeah. haven't watched it. Love is Blind is, like, the a little more mild than 90 Day Fiance. It's, like, still right there with that ratchet reality TV show, but not as, like, out-of-this-world reality TV right. show. Right. It's not, like... The, the thing I don't like about other reality shows outside of Netflix, I don't... Netflix is probably like this, too, but I haven't noticed it as bad on the Netflix shows, is other reality shows, like, it seems like they script stuff and force situations to happen more. 
than like letting things naturally unfold. Right. But they claim it's a reality show, so that's that's my issue there with like the the non Netflix reality shows. I actually missed one that I forgot about. What? Four Weddings and a Funeral, the show. Never saw it, but I've heard of that one. Yeah. It's pretty good. What's it about? It's only like eight episodes. It's a one season. It's like all these friends that live in England. They went to college together, then three of them moved to England, and one of them went to visit and then moved there. Ooh, I do like British shows a you lot. Do I've been love loving British, British shows. shows. Wait, what are the British shows? Um, we watched Harlan Cohen's The Stranger, was it called? Or the. Remember the one where the girl comes to town and she has all She's the secrets about everyone? She has secrets about everybody and kind of stirs up the pot and ruins everybody's life. So it's good. A crazy drama show on Netflix. Um, do we want to get off the shows and go to movies? Mm-hmm. I've watched a lot of movies in the past couple of days. Very strange movies. Like, I'll pick really strange movies lately that are, like, never considered really mm-hmm. watching. The first one... That's t- what happens in quarantine. Yeah, exactly. The first one took me a while to watch was um, with Harrison Ford. It's called What Lies Beneath. It's a horror movie on Netflix about a husband and a wife, and the wife thinks she's going crazy, but she might not be going crazy, and she actually might be close to solving a murder, and I'm not going to tell you anymore. It's Harrison Ford and I think Michelle Pfeiffer. Is that her name? That's her name. Michelle Pfeiffer and Harrison Ford. Great cast, great movie. It's from like 92, it's like 90s, maybe yeah, 2000. Early 90s. It's I think it's 2000, but it's a very suspenseful, but kind of slow movie. Um, not too many special effects, just cool plot, good plot. Definitely recommend that. Then I will um, further recommend a movie that just made me feel bizarre the whole time. It's called The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Wait, so are you recommending these movies or are you just saying what you've been watching? These, a little bit of both. Like, I wouldn't not recommend these movies. They kept me entertained the whole time. They were just bizarre. I saw you watch The Killing of the Sacred Deer and you did not like it. I rated it a thumbs up on Netflix. What? I rated a thumbs up. You complained about it. I feel like I've never rated a show on Netflix. I do. That's what I do now. Just so I know I watched it, I give it a rating. I gave that a thumbs up because I liked that one. The one I didn't like, which was by the same director, is called The Lobster. And it's got a similar cast and a similar director. And the same director um, as... Similar vibe. Yeah, exact same vibe. They're both, like, universes that, like, okay, this, like, probably wouldn't really happen in real life. This could... Nothing could happen. Like this. The, the lobster's just completely out there. Makes no sense, that movie. Right. This, Kyle watched that, too. Yeah. Right? Colin Farrell is in both of the movies. Um, Nicole Kidman is in The Killing of the Sacred Deer. That's a... Uh, it was a good cast in that movie. The lobster had John C. Riley also, who's uh, the not-Will Farrell guy in Step Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> that's so messed up. No. But that's how you explain He's it. also in The Perfect Storm and a bunch of other things. But Step Rose is what we know him from. I don't know. The Lobster was very weird and very slow and never went anywhere. So that's the one I rated a thumbs down on Netflix. But then I watched one with my mom last night from 92 called Raising Cain. Again, you didn't like that. Very weird thriller movie. Very out there. Not conventional. But what I do like is it's not like any movie that's made nowadays. Like it was like, oh, I haven't seen a movie like this in like ever. It was really artsy, like you learn about in film school type of movie. It seems like it was written like based on a book, and they just left a lot of the parts in the book out, so it was kind of confusing, but it's it was good. John Lithgow plays like four characters in it. He's the main character. The dad from Gilmore Girls is in it? In Raising Cain? Logan's dad from Gilmore Girls? Um, I guess he is, but he's a very small part if he is. He's just the cop there, I think. Like, <laughs> Oh, I think he is the cop in it. Um, you said you've seen Raising Cain. I feel like I've seen a different one. Like, this This doesn't 
It's it's like uh, the one you're talking about doesn't seem like it. It's a guy with like split personalities, and his father is a child therapist who created the split personalities so that he could study split personality disorder. So he made it happen to his child so that he could study it. Basically, it's very wild. He made it happen. Very dark movie, but since it's from '92, it's like not as dark as a movie made now would be. You know what I mean? So it still seems right. like a little more lighthearted and right. goofy. They- they couldn't push it. Yeah, yeah. It was like uh, it was. It was just a little more goofy, and it's got, it. It's got the lady from Jungle to Jungle that Tim Allen was gonna marry. Yeah. The rich lady, but when she was like really young. I know. That's what I said. I walked in and I was like, I know her. Yeah, I'm not sure what her name is. I'm but gonna ask my teacher if this is what we saw. It if it has to be unless there's another one, or maybe you read the book, or maybe you saw the documentary. No, I, I, I know exactly the time that I would have seen it. Like it was a class. And we kept referring to Raising Cain. How do you not remember if you I, saw the movie? Sa- because it might have been a different movie. Was it called Raising Cain? Yes, but it could have been a different Raising Cain. Well, when you typed it in, did any others come up? No. So it's got to <laughs> be that one. But I want to ask him just in case. It's got to be. Did you ask him? Shoot him an email? No, I didn't. I have him on Tuesdays. I had him today. Can I ask you something? Did we watch Raising Cain? He, he'll it's now featured yes, on Netflix. I feel like... I like that show. I mean, the movie. I thought it was good. We also had so much technical difficulty in that class that he would have appreciated if that movie was on Netflix because we were doing, like, the DVD player, and it was not working. Oh, my God. They might have just put it on Netflix, honestly. Like, I don't no, know No, I how think long... they did because we would have known. Like, if we actually saw this movie, we would have known. Your teacher wrote them. and was like, can you please put this on Netflix? I he can't get have. it up for my he class. He might have. Um, I guess that that's, like, my movie recommendations. The last... The last recommendation I have is for a show that I recommended for a friend, and he loved it. Oh, you're not going to recommend the movie we saw last night? No, I'm not going to recommend I'll let you recommend that one, because it was it was more up your alley. What but, do you mean? It was more up my alley. Yeah, it was just more up your alley. It was on Amazon Prime, and very emotional, and a huge love story with multiple parties. Why don't we talk about parties. it when Tara recommended it? We will. So, the last thing I was going to recommend, like I said, I recommended it to a friend. I think we've talked about it on this podcast, but Dirty John. And he mm. loved it. My friend loved it. Who's your friend? Fig. <laughs> <laughs> and he loved it. When he, he told me today he watched the last episode. He's like, I screamed at the TV the last episode at the ending. He's like, I couldn't believe Alyssa it. Alyssa and her sister are watching it right now, too. It's like people forgot about it. You know what's crazy? One of the daughters is Ruth from Ozark. And you don't realize that, but she is. In Dirty I, John. I don't. Holy yeah. crap. If you listen to the podcast, it's the daughter that's a little, a little slower. It's the daughter who everything comes down to. That's Ruth. In, no, but everyone in was like, John. "Why is she so obsessed with zombies?" And then she learned how to. We can't. Should we ruin it? I mean, it's been so long. Yeah, you we already to talked about it. it. She ended this. up being able to to kill the bad she guy kills Dirty because John. of the zombie movie. The thing I like about Dirty John is it's true crime. But it's true crime in a way that ends in the best case scenario. Like, the good guy wins at the end, it seems like, in Dirty John. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At the very end? Yeah. Have you seen it? No. Then what are you saying? Yeah. <laughs> Just... Darren, do you know what I mean? Because you've seen it and you're not saying anything. Dirty what? Dirty John, the show we're talking about. What did you just say? I'm saying it ends, like, in a way that's perfect for, like, it's the best case scenario. Like, the good guy wins at the end of the movie. Or yeah, the show. it's like it's like when you're watching 2020, but something happens nice at the end. It's not necessarily nice, but it's the best case scenario of what you would want to happen. You know, she wins in a fight against the bad guy. Right. She beats him, and it's self-defense, and, you know, the good guy wins at the end, it seems like. 
everyone came, everyone's fine. Everyone's fine, except for John. And we don't have to worry about John. And we don't. Can't hurt another family. Damn, that's dark. Yeah. Do you have a recommendation of a movie, though, now? (laughs) Yeah, I do. On Amazon Prime, if you have it, which I bet a lot of people in America do right now because you have to order everything you want to be delivered to your door right now. Mm -hmm. But it's called um, Life Itself. It has Olivia Wilde in it. That's what kind of made me click it. Yes. And it kept me into it the whole time. I never felt like I was falling asleep. I never wanted to look away. Like, I wanted to see what was happening the whole time. You were just, you were struggling. It was so emotional that, like, it's one of those movies that wants you to cry. It's one of those movies that says, like, this is what life is. Take, make it or break it, whatever that saying is. Right. And it's like, you got to go through these hardships. Shit's going to happen. And that's what it is. That's like, what life is. A lot of tragedies in but the like, movie. A but lot a lot of tragedy. of tragedy. Yeah. But a lot of tragedy. And then it waits to the very end for you to be like, wow, that was beautiful. And then you're here sobbing your eyes out at two in the morning. Yeah. But I would recommend it if you haven't seen it. Life itself. It was good. I, my problem is, like, I would watch it, but I I cry too much at movies. Like, I, last Kelsey, night, I was hysterical. I held out during this one. Somehow I didn't. No, but, like, I'll even cry if I think something's, like, nice. I won't be able to stop crying. Like... Watching I know what you mean. Ni- like, that happens last to me. night I was watching, I was finishing The Bold Type, and I won't give it away in case Good you guys, episode of The Bold Type. In case you guys want to watch it. But the one character is moving, and I got really, I was crying for like six minutes because they had to say <laughs> goodbye to each other. I was like, she can't leave. She doesn't end up leaving, but, you know. Oh, my God. You cried God. for nothing. But it was, it was a sad goodbye. I think I will cry for, ni- like, nice things or things that, like, make me feel good. Sometimes more than like straight up sad things. Like I'll I'll cry for like someone succeeding or like someone like doing well or being nice to another person. Sometimes more than like a big sad well, thing happening. That's why you were hysterical during yeah that one. Yeah, movie. What was that movie? Called? I didn't cry during this Life Itself movie. Somehow I didn't. So it's not it's not as sad as like other movies I've seen. But if we want to talk sad movies, what was that movie that I was hyperventilating? At the end? <laughs> Marley and Me. No, okay. it's the movie you said David Dobrik likes. About time. About about time. time. Oh my! Like the concept itself doesn't sound like it's gonna be sad. It's like Like before you click on the movie, you're like, this is gonna be one of those like romance, like time time traveler movies. Yeah, like a sci-fi thing. And I was like, I'll throw it on, and it is just an emotional movie. There's a scene at the end that I just couldn't get myself together after watching it. It, No, that's the saddest movie I've seen in a while. Hyperventilating. That's one of the sadder movies out there. It's called About Time. But it's good. Like, you need to see it. You need to see it once. You gotta. Yeah, I mean, I I would recommend it, I guess. These movies are all, like, these sad movies are all movies that I would never have thrown on on my own. It's because Taryn put them on, and I was like, okay, we'll watch this. Like, Oh, I watched a movie, and you did too, that you might have, um, the, what, the Summers of what, the Wedding Summers? The the Summer of Weddings? Yeah, it's called The Wedding Year. The Wedding Year. I didn't really like that one that much on Amazon Prime. It's on Amazon Prime, and it's just, like, a fun... Cute, it's got two famous movie. young people right now, but I don't know either of their name. Um, you know, I don't either. Yeah, but it's, it's called the, the Year of the Weddings, the Wedding Year, and it's pretty good, but I, I wouldn't really recommend that one. It was okay. It's definitely something you just throw on in the background. You don't have to pay much attention. Yeah, like the plot doesn't even pay much attention. The writer of the plot doesn't <laughs> the writer, seem like he's paying much attention. The just closes <laughs> scenes like next <laughs> as if he was like watching tv while he was writing the plot like he was distracted you know it's sarah highland yes yeah sarah highland yes. and what's this kid's name tyler james williams 
He's yes. very famous. He was on like all that the reboot, like um, on Nickelodeon. Sarah Highland. Yeah, yeah, oh no, girl. he's he's from Everybody Hates Chris. That's exactly what he's and from. And Let It Shine. Never heard of Let It Shine. <laughs> you kidding me? Well, no, I've definitely never seen that. Come on. <laughs> It's a Disney Channel movie. I feel like this kid was like supposed to be the up and coming comedian. Maybe he's still gonna hit his his peak. He, he still hasn't. You know, he's still young. He's got time. I... You know that movie? Um, it's on Netflix. It's about wine and this. Yeah, I saw that. We really need to give it another chance. We didn't um... even go too far into it, so we don't need to recommend it. All right, we right. turned it off. We did, we did turn it, it off. It was about a kid whose family owned a barbecue business, but he wanted to be a sommelier, and his dad had a problem with that. And you can pretty much write the rest of the movie from there. <laughs> <laughs> it's something about wine. I don't. It's like Hold wine on. school or something silly it. like that. I got it. Go on. You guys can keep recommending stuff. Well, I mean, that's that's like the end of my movie recommendations. I could literally go all day about just saying random things I watched on Netflix. Okay, but, but I feel like you should move on, though. I feel like we should move on. It's been last a long thing time. before we move on. It's called Uncorked. Uncorked. I'm gonna watch that's, that. Yeah, it, it's exactly what it's called, and it was just like. I feel like would that be up my alley? I feel like that it definitely would be, would be up your alley. Yeah. It's very lighthearted and very like goofy jokes and just like not not too crazy, not too yeah. scary at all. I would recommend that for you, Kelsey. Thank you. So what else do we move to? We filled out Disney brackets. Do we want to talk about Disney brackets? No, my Disney bracket had Toy Story being the top Disney movie of all time. <laughs> Mine was Hercules and Ratatouille. Which one was number one? You can I couldn't. Pick. No, I was like, no, they have to work together. You don't get to do that. You get you have to pick one number one. I can't. I, I mentally can't. Because my head-to-head was Toy Story and Hercules, but I had to pick Toy Story. I no, I mentally can't. And you know what's crazy? I chose that as an adult, but if I was a child, Hunchback of Notre Dame would have been my number one. That's a wild number one. No one really likes Hunchback no, that, of Notre Dame. Hunchback. That, <laughs> Hunchback. Hunchback. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that like one time no. my whole life, and I felt so bad for Quasimodo that I couldn't bring myself. No, to watch it was it, again. it was an addiction at one point. Because you liked Esmeralda and the whole gypsy lifestyle, probably, and that mm-hmm. was like your draw to it. But the the male characters in that movie were hard to look up to for me. The um, bad guy was so mean. He but was he worked so at a church. scary. And yeah, he worked at a church. Hey, but that's some real shit right there. Mean guy. That's some real shit. I don't even shit. remember his name. Kelsey, it, what was your top Disney movie? Did you do a Disney bracket? I didn't bracket? do it, but if I look at it, I'll be able to see really quick. Yeah, she could do Nick, our friend Nick, who, if this is a quiz, if you're listening to this, he just went out of his way to text me and say, Toy Story wins. He didn't even do it. He just told me, like, Wait, I, Chris, I know. Wait, where's your phone? I'll look at it. Taryn, give her the picture. Taryn has, like, the blank slate of it. We'll let you yeah, fill one out real quick. But a lot of people had a problem with me rating Inside Out so low. The Pixar movie, Inside Out. Have you seen it? You know, I've seen it a couple times. Yeah, it's good. I have. I feel like you didn't understand it. It's too intellectual for it's you. It's no, way too intellectual. I think I was looking at my phone. It's not too intellectual for me. I can understand it if I wanted. No, it was it was too in-depth. And you also... You didn't like it either, Terry. No, yeah, I did. But the thing is, is that it was too much about real life. And that's what was hard for you. No. Yeah. What? Yeah. You have a hard time. That's why the other night you were like, I'd rather watch a scary there movie than stuff about real life. There is not a group of people standing up in your head... Facilitating your emotions. Your emotions? Not, yeah, they're, they're that is not a true Your emotions. Movie. No. The, your emotions are real. It was like Osmosis Jones. Like the, remember remember the movie Osmosis Jones with like Chris Rock and Bill Murray? And I'm so sorry, I do not. It'd be a cartoon inside of his body, but on the outside it was a real life movie. You mean like Hilary Duff? Yeah, like I, like Chris Rock played like a white blood cell or something like that. I'm sorry, like, Lizzie McGuire. Yeah, Lizzie McGuire, but it's no, not like that. Chris Rock was like a cartoon character, white blood cell, and Bill Murray's real character was whose body everyone was inside. 
You never saw that one? No, I'm sorry. It's kind of like Inside Out, and I didn't like Osmosis Jones either. So. All right, well, well... I don't like movies where the where the setting is inside someone's body. It's weird to me. Okay, that was the best episode of Magic School Bus. I was it's just going to say, Magic except for... Bus... Yeah, that, <laughs> that was actually the only, like, inside the body, like, uh I always get weirded like. out by this. So, I grew up in Florida, Chris grew up in Pennsylvania, and we both have similar childhoods. Well, the Magic School Bus was like the best possible thing your teacher could put on. It was like a little bit better than Bill Nye. No, but why was that episode so monumental to you as it was to me? Because in science class, that's the one the science teacher actually would throw on to show you what the body looked like and you got to watch it in school and it was like really cool still too. So you were like, this is pretty good. I'd say rating school shows, I'd go Magic School Bus, Bill Nye, then Reading Rainbow down here. Remember Reading Rainbow? I loved Reading that Rainbow. That was okay. That guy's goofy. Rainbow. We talked about that show a lot on the podcast when I don't we first know if started. We probably. You, we, we didn't watch it at that point. No, we talked about Reading Rainbow was coming back or something like that. Oh, I think it might have been coming yeah, back, back or something. For the kids. Like, yeah, it could. I mean, you can't, can never get old. It was just like a, an educational show. Do you remember that show um, with the turtle? Franklin? Franklin. Yeah, that's that's not like a school show, though. They wouldn't have put that on at school. That was a show you would watch if you stayed home from school for the day. That would be on. That, Little Bear, Oswald. Remember Oswald the Octopus? You I don't, don't remember any of these cartoons? No. I think I'm just a kid at heart. No, you know what it was, Chris? I was the kid watching The Price is Right, and you were the no. kid watching Oswald. I can't stand right, we're game different. shows. We're different. Now that we're in quarantine, my mom watches game shows every night, and I just can't do it. I have that's, to like. She does that anyway. It's not because we're in quarantine. Yeah, well, that's not no, a quarantine. I thing. know, but I'm forced to like when she's watching the game show, and Wait, I'm in Kelsey there. I have did to watch it. it. I did one side. Hold on. Oh, okay. the other she's, side was too confusing. To yeah, do. this is really hard to fill out on your Instagram story. You have to minimize the, uh, the text like very small to get it. Wait, on the Taryn, you spot. picked Hunchback of Notre Dame over Lion King. Yeah. yeah. How wild is that? Yeah. Taryn picked Hunchback of Notre Dame Wait, over Wild. Lion and I King. wanted to talk about this on your. Do you want to know why? I saw the live action one recently and I hated it. We both saw it recently. I didn't hate it. I just thought it no, was like... No, I thought it was cringy. I thought it was weird. I thought it was... It was an impression of the original Lion King. Like, we already saw the original Lion King and it was basically like a shot-for-shot remake in like like uh, action movie form, you know? But it just... I think that's what... It put like a bad taste in my mouth about that movie. Yeah, it wasn't. It just wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Beyonce's like notes singing were just too <laughs> complex. Like she was singing too hard for The Lion King. Like you know, that's supposed to be a Broadway show, and you're supposed to just kind of sound like it's supposed you're, to be like quirky and fun. Yeah, you're, and... you're supposed to be effortlessly singing in a Broadway show, but Beyonce was hitting every note and trying to like vibretto her voice for the like the "Can You Feel the Love Tonight" song. And I was, I just, I don't know. I thought it was the original Lion King was fine. And this wasn't better, so I don't, I, I didn't like it better, and it kind of... But again, Hunchback, all the way. I don't think better than the Lion King cartoon, though. The Lion King cartoon was really good. Because yeah. that was very original when it first came out. It wasn't, like, it just seemed played out. It seemed like, oh, you just copied the original Lion King to make this movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? There were, like, word for word, the script was a lot the same, you know? No, but... That's the point. Actually, you know what? Aladdin wasn't. Yeah. Aladdin was different and funky. And, and I didn't see Aladdin, the live-action movie, but... Um, it's what, really good. The live-action movie, two of them, that I didn't really like the cartoon version, but I did like the live-action. I liked the live-action version of Lady and the Tramp. I thought that was very really good. Really good. And the live-action version of Dumbo was also very good. Didn't see it. They're they're both very good. And you know who's in Dumbo? Colin Farrell. Oh, maybe I did. Yeah, Colin Farrell and Danny DeVito. Did I watch it on the plane on the way to California? 
That's where I honestly watched it. I watched it on the plane on the way home from, like, Europe or something. Dumbo. And it kept me entertained for the whole time. All Kel- right, Kelsey. Kelsey, you getting close? What do we got? So, hold on. I A lot of people like Lilo and Stitch, too. I don't understand that one. Like So, for my last one, I'm between Tarzan and Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph oh, is in your Tarzan. phone. Tarzan! Did you ever see it? Yes, it's really good. Wreck-It it's Ralph really is where good. he goes into the Candyland world. Yes. And stuff like he goes that. into a video game. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I haven't seen Wreck-It Ralph enough to have made that like my top one, but that he did go far for me because it beat Frozen out. When we were in high school, this one girl I know was like... I think like, I might pick Wreck-It Ralph overall. Honestly, Wait. Wreck-It Ralph might have been in my final four now that I think of it. What? I think Wreck-It Ralph was in my final four because I was impressed and Wreck-It Ralph has uh, that guy from the John second C. Guy Riley, from the guy from Step Brothers. Brothers. Yeah, there's a lot of reoccurring guys it's, on this so show. So my, my final one is it's between Toy Story and Wreck-It Ralph. Okay, so where, where did Wreck-It Ralph lose for me? I'm trying to decide. Wreck-It Wait. Ralph lost... Oh, Wreck-It Ralph lost to uh, Zootopia for me because I really like Zootopia. Zootopia. See, Zootopia, yeah. Zootopia lost to... Lilo and Stitch for me. I didn't understand that, though, because, look, do you see how there's, like, I didn't get that there was two ones that were starting. Oh, yeah. And then there was another one. Yeah, one of the ones that's starting is what? There's the Hunchback of Notre Dame, then what's the other one? Nightmare Before Christmas? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Nightmare Before Christmas is not beating Lion King. I'm sorry. Like, that no, wasn't even a kid's movie. I don't even think I saw that. I saw it, like, someone in our neighborhood every Halloween would put it on their house on a projector, oh, and that's yeah, where yeah. I'd see, like, a scene or two Let me tell you there. something that might lose us fans. There's a certain demographic that likes that. A lot of people like Nightmare no. Before Christmas because it's no. Tim Burton. People love him. It is some freaky shit. Yeah, he's, like, he's, he's like, trippy guy, Tim Burton. But, like, I can understand adults liking that because they can, like, like I don't know how to exp- they like uh, appreciate the art behind it, but like the little kids that liked it, it was like what? Yeah, what? Uh, but it's like a it's a Christmas story. Or I feel like their parents put it on. I from remember the, growing up, no I had one friend who had like a com- her comforter was Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> I feel like it's the kids yeah, who had like chains you know, on their jeans, right? Who watch right. That all the time. But what was your what was your first one? What'd you pick? Wreck It Ralph as your number one Disney movie of all time. Wow, you probably are the first. It's between that and Toy Story. Hold on, I need like a second. You can't... Wait, so what are your final two? Wreck-It Ralph and Toy Story? Yeah. I feel like... you. Got, I don't know. Toy Story is just like... I feel like Wreck-It Ralph would never have been made without Toy Story. Toy Story right, is a classic. Right. It set the classic. stage for so many other Pixar movies. Like, Pixar wouldn't even be a thing without Toy Story. I think I'll pick Wreck-It Ralph just because you picked Toy Story. Just to have something Just to give it something different. Give John C. Riley a little love. The thing oh, is, yeah. it came out when you were like in your 20s. No, I watched high school. No, definitely high school. I guess I'm being a little harsh. Yeah, you are. (laughs) But uh, the Disney bracket we have, Taryn will post it on uh, Instagram. Yeah, I'll do that. You can do it if you want. But um, do you think anyone chose Wally? I've never seen it, so I was like, I've I hate that movie. I actually, what was against Wally? Because I didn't see. Here's my problem. Here's my problem with Wally. Big Hero Six, maybe? No. I remember I didn't see... Wally what... was it against Dory, Finding Dory. I've never seen either yeah, of those. Yeah, I've barely but... seen Finding Dory, but I picked Finding Dory just because I'd probably too. watch that first. I tried Wally one time a long time ago. There's no talking in the movie, barely. No, there is. There's like two words. It takes you a really long time to get to some talking, and I'm not a fan of movies without talking. I didn't like Castaway. I'm trying to think of other... I just... You gotta talk. There's gotta be dialogue in the movie for me True. to like it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't... I don't relate. Can't Kels, relate. Getting close to your bedtime? I just heard you yawn. <laughs> I'll put that on our Instagram. We should probably wrap it up. Yeah, we can wrap it up. Uh, any last thoughts while we're 
finishing up this podcast. Hopefully we'll do this a little more often than we have been, depending on how much you like it and your response. The people, you know, it's really up to you. Let us know. We're all about giving the people what they want. So if they want to hear from us a couple times a month, once a week, whatever you want to hear from us. throw a comment if you like when I join, because like maybe I'll join more often. Or throw a thumbs down (laughs) if you don't want to. (laughs) She's like, but don't. Say anything if you don't. Don't want. say anything negative. Don't, don't, yeah, don't, don't let me know if you think I'm annoying because you're not. And don't let me know if you think I'm annoying because I'm very sensitive. Because <laughs> <laughs> I really will get upset and... So how do, we, how do we wrap this podcast up? I forget how I used to wrap it up. I think we hit everything we wanted to talk about. We'll be back. We We're will be back. It's not the last time. Like, it's weird because I want to get everything we wanted to talk about in right now because it has been so long since we recorded. Like, I don't know when we're going to record again, but we have to make a point of recording again quick. So this has been episode 38 of Wine and Coffee Cups. Follow us on our Instagram at Wine and Coffee Cups, or you can email us at wineandcoffeecups at gmail.com. And those are the only platforms I'm really going to give you. I just made a TikTok at Wine say, and Coffee you should, Cups. You should plug your TikTok. Let's plug that TikTok. Okay, we did make a TikTok. It's at Wine and Coffee Cups, just like the Instagram. Same thing. So if you love us on our Instagram, you're going to love us on TikTok. Yeah. Chris, actually, I'm not going to give it away for you, but he did a really funny video the other day. I am TikTok famous right now. He just needs 20 more likes. He needs 12, <laughs> no, eight, 18 more likes till he has to chug a can of soda. Ooh. So if you're curious. <laughs> In one sip, like bury the can of soda. Yeah. This I is s- what we've come to. Yeah. Go to my TikTok to find out. Go to the Wine and Coffee Cups TikTok to find out about that. But we also have a Twitter. I'm not even going to plug that because I don't use the Twitter. I don't think you do. We are on Facebook does. now. Like us on Facebook. Wine like and us, Coffee Cups. Yeah, Wine and Coffee Cups on Facebook. And, it, and honestly, try this wine. Yeah, definitely go to Conduit Wine Shop. Dot com and Try order a, a bundle blending. uh and do the virtual blend experience with Aaron and Amy. It thank was honestly you, really good. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Amy, again. It was a great time. Yeah, let's wrap this podcast up by thanking them and telling them that we hope to take a trip out to Treasure Island, San Francisco, once this quarantine is done. Clinky. So clinky to this episode. Clinky to wine and coffee cups. This has been episode thirty-eight. I'm, I'm Chris. Taryn. And what's your name? I'm Dom. <laughs> Dom Exotic. Dom Exotic. All right, clinky. Clinky.